within these 30 days, God has taken us through three phases of education. The first 30 days, He taught us on what He called the rules of engagement, where we looked into various issues to sanitize our heart and our mind. All right? And then, the next 30 days, the Lord looked at um, the life of Jesus Christ. We looked at the life of Jesus Christ. And the life of Jesus Christ, we looked into the birth, the calling, the ministry. We looked at Jesus as a man, Jesus' relationship with his brothers. We looked at Jesus, the social life. We looked at the power of Jesus. That is the ministry of healing of Jesus Christ, the ministry of signs and wonders of Jesus Christ. And we looked at where we are in this agenda of God. Then the last 30 days, which ends today, we have been looking at encounters, divine encounters. Now, some people have come to me who had visions and revelations. Some of them had angelic visits, and I'm going to allow them to start sharing with you from tomorrow. But I want to say this to you. I have never lived this season for the past 26 years that this church has been established. I mean, the fulfillment that CFT have got Things that have happened in Christ with Tabernacle Church in the past 90 days across the globe is, is alarming. And of course, too, I've never had a season like this that God visited so many members of the church and showing them the same thing in various symbols and formats. Now listen to me. One of the most exciting testimonies on Friday was a young lady who came to testify and said some months ago, about six months ago, she went to the cash machine, she collected some money, and when she got to the shop to buy, she didn't find the money. And she was worried. She went back to the cash machine, trees are root back, she didn't find the money. She said she did everything that she knows, but she couldn't find the money. So she left. But during these 90 days, something happened. She was just passing by, which is now six months thereafter. She was just passing by. She had forgotten she, had, she, she went to that shop for shopping. She said she had the audible voice of God. Enter that shop. She struggled with it. She had the voice again. Enter that shop. She said, why should I enter the shop? I don't have any business with the shop. The voice said, enter the shop. So she went into the shop. She walked to and fro. She was going to walk out. The voice said, go back. She went back into the shop. And the second time, the shop manager saw her and said that, excuse me, did you lose some money six months ago? She said no, because she had forgotten it. He said, you were in this shop six months ago and you lost money. She said no. And the short manager said that, but I, I recognize your face. And then the Holy Spirit reminded her about the money she lost. She said, oh, yes, 
Yes, it was in this shop. Six months ago, I discovered that I've lost my money. And then the shop manager said, how much was the money? And she told the shop manager, and the shop manager said, do you want it now? Because we have kept this money waiting for you. Are you with me now? And they give out the money. You know, testimonies like that make me happy. I said something among you when the testimony was given. That I can thank God that I'm a successful minister on earth. I'm a successful minister on earth because it is not only I who hear the voice of God. You also are hearing the voice of God. Hallelujah, somebody. It makes my heart rejoice. The gospel of Jesus is not theory. It is practical. The stories of the Bible are not fiction. They are the manifestation of God among human beings. I can say that for Christ with Abanaku, the God of the Bible is manifesting here. Somebody say amen. Because to hear the voice of God is no more a fiction. And really I was so happy that the person who came to give this testimony is a young lady. <laughs> you can imagine she's a lawyer. You can imagine people like her when they stand in court. Before they utter their voice out, they hear. Any case they defend, nobody can beat it. Because they will hear from God directly. Doctors can hear from God and they will become inventors of remedy that medical science has never seen. Mathematicians can hear from God and they will bring about a solution, a mathematical solution that will solve the economic problems of the world. Economists can hear from God. Businessmen can hear from God. Students can hear from God. Can you imagine when every man can hear God's voice? How easy your life would be. This is one of the things that happened in the 90 days. Now let me tell you this. God told me this. That I should teach you on Monday tomorrow about angels. There will be a lot of manifestation of angels in this place tomorrow. If you haven't seen one before, come very well. Anytime I teach about angels, there are manifestations of angels all around. And then on Tuesday, God told me to teach you about visions. All the arms of vision. Trance, open vision, dreams, that is vision of the night, revelation, that is angelic physical visitation, and the voice of God. From, the, from your spirit to audible voice. And we're going to look at the roles of angels and then in connection with visions. And then on the third day, God told me to teach you about the spiritual realm. When I inquired from the Lord, why all this? God told me that he is not happy that many Christians are not ruling on earth. They are living like slaves. He did not save them to be slaves. He saved you to rule. Not in heaven, but here. The fortress of heaven is what a Christian should enjoy here on the earthly region. And the Lord told me that I should 
carry on the journey of what the spiritual realm is. What are the composition of spiritual realm? Alright? A Christian who knows the spiritual realm cannot be afraid of the devil. Like I am not, you know it. Unless the devil is afraid of me. A Christian who understands deeply the spiritual realm and angels and all stuff like that can never be a victim of fear of unknown. Because everything that you do not know, there is a God who knows it and he lives inside you. And when you have the understanding fully of the fact that, look, you are part of the activities of the Spirit, really, you are the authority that controls the Spirit. I will show you some deep things. Some of you have heard about my missions to the evil forest, to witches and wizards and all stuff like that. And you question, what is it? Even ministers have asked me across the globe that what is the confidence of Apostle William? What, is, what gives you confidence? How could you be confident in the place that a natural man is afraid? It's because of my knowledge of what God has created for us. I will take you through a journey to, 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 from tomorrow. Alright? And we have a privilege of, of having Dr. Stewart too. You know, I told you yesterday that when I was told about Dr. Stewart, I accepted him without seeing him and knowing him. When the brother was speaking to me about Dr. Stewart, the Holy Spirit told me that that's the man you will invite. Because, you know, every year we invite ministers. And I have a good number of friends who are covenant partners for many years. You know them. And every year I will ask God, the one that God tells me to invite is what I invite. Because we are covenant partners doesn't mean that I should not invite them to every meeting. Because God may want them in some other places at the time. But Dr. Sir Stewart, I accepted because the Holy Spirit said to me that that's the man I prepared for this conference. So, he is the only guest minister coming. But let me say this to you. Two days ago, uh, someone googled Dr. Stewart and they brought me his photograph. And I said, oh my God, this is the man. Oh no. I thought it was just about some young 60-year-old man or something years old now. And I remember that I watched him on God Channel or Revelation Channel some years ago. While I sat down and this man was speaking. And I said, my God, I want this man on my pulpit. There is a friend of mine in America in Touch Ministries. I love him so much. These are men who preach undiluted truth. But in a very simple way. But they communicate power and virtue. Alright? They are rare on earth. So when I saw his picture, I said, God, so you had me many years ago when I said, I want this man. Now you have brought this man to me now. I said, I wish I knew. I would have told him to please come for the whole week. You know? But I'm saying to you that we are in for something um, not explosive. Explosive will be an understatement. We are, we are in for something ginormous. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, let me just give you a few information and we're going to close this meeting because we have been praying for 90 days. We have seen God for 90 days. We have seen manifestation for 90 days. We have seen grace. But Father and the Son, write it down. Father and the Son. What is the relationship between Jesus Christ and the Father? And I'm reading this to you. I just give you three bullets or so, enough for you within 15 minutes to... to to, to nurture in your spirit. The relationship between God and Jesus Christ and the relationship between Jesus Christ and God is what God expects from every one of us. If you are a Christian, 
God expects you to behave like Jesus before him and towards him and to him. Give me your attention. The first thing that I saw, I began to look at how Jesus Christ manifested from an ordinary man to a super ordinary man. And God began to teach me the secret between the Father and the Son. The first thing is this. John chapter 5 verse 19. He said, Jesus gave them this answer. When the people came, let's read from verse, verse 18. Maybe. Please, the person on the board should be very fast. For this reason, Jesus, for this reason, the Jews tried all the harder to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was, given, call, he was call, even calling God his own father. This was the healing of the man in Bethesda. Or Bethsaida, the man who was, who was invalid for 38 years. So while they were wondering and questioning Jesus' authority, some, they asked that, what, what authority are you, with what authority do you do all these things? How could you dare call God your father? And Jesus answered in verse 19. Say, Jesus gave them this answer. I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing except by himself. Look at me to my eyes. You and I can never succeed in anything unless by Him. I say it again. The labor of man shall be filled for fire, except the one that is sincere to his God. You can walk 5 a.m. to 12 in the midnight every day. You amount to nothing in life. You can earn every money you can. When you bank it and you save it, a sickness cripple you. Others will enjoy your labor and you'll be looking like this or what you have been mass thinking that one day you'll enjoy it is fizzling up before you because you took God out of your contemplation. Listen to me. You can walk two hours, three hours a day with God and be a millionaire. Are you with me now? Pastor Elizabeth was telling me the story of a man when we were coming out today. We were driving together from home. I'm inviting that man to come and share with you. He was born in England, I was was told. He told his story. He was born in England, himself and his brother. But his brother is a bit older than him. And suddenly, the father died. They went back to Nigeria for, for good. The father died. When the father died, the mother said, well, let me bring these two kids back. The mother brought the two kids back to England and the mother married another man and soon after, she died. When this boy was 10. Alright? So, father dead, mother dead. The husband of the mother kicked him and his brother out of the house. 10-year-old and 16-year-old. So the 16-year-old went to settle with his girlfriend. And the 10-year-old, the government was going to put him in a home, in a foster home. She said, he said no. He took the little money he had. He rented uh, a, an apartment, you know, um, in a hostel at 10. And he was going to his school at 10. 
from 10, he took care of himself without father, without mother. But let me tell you the long story short. Today, he is one of the biggest chief executives in, the in, in this country who brings uh, $4.2 into his company. Unless the Lord build a house, I beg you to serve God and be sincere from these 90 days. I had Pastor Tayo pray in New Cross. The prayer he prayed for the church is that may we not wax cold any longer. The heights we have attained in 90 days prayer, may we never go down from it to give the devil a laugh at us. Listen to me. I made up my mind to be successful. What about you? What about you? How many of you were not in the marriage seminar and you are married? Raise your hands. Raise your hands if you are not in the marriage seminar and you are married. I'm looking at you. Eh? All of you who are not in the marriage seminar and you are married, I'm going to have marriage seminar within a closed door. Yeah, I will lock you up with it, together with me. I'll be elder. The marriage seminar of this year, the things God spoke about, He hasn't spoken about it ever. If a believer cannot enjoy his marriage, he will regret when he gets to heaven. I will get it now. To enjoy your marriage means to understand what God is saying. I will get it now. I want you to serve God. Serve God. I beg you to serve God. What God has for you is higher than what you can ever imagine. There are some people who go to churches where they tell them that every misfortune is raised by the witches and wizards. I don't do that to you guys here. I will have lied to you like others lied to them. But I chose to tell you the truth about the God who appeared unto me. He that I have seen with my two eyes. He who has spoken to both in the physical and in the spiritual. The one who has opened his nakedness to me and the glory of the heaven to come. I witness about him and testify about his truth. Uncompromising. Therefore, serve God. He has a better plan. He says, I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his father doing. The, the last 30 days is for you to see. If you have missed the 90 days of prayer, your own is just starting. And I will go with you from the month of April. Everybody who missed the 90 days, we will start our own journey from the month of April. Why should you walk without sight and you have the God of sight in you? Can you explain that to me? A man whose eyes are open and yet he cannot see? Can you help me understand that? Why should tragedy strike you unawares? Why should you have circumstances you cannot understand? Why should you have mystery around your life you cannot unravel? And you are born again and God lives inside you. Something is wrong with your devotion. Something is wrong with your devotion. <laughs> Listen to me. He says, I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees. God wants to show you the father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son does also. I love it. Whatever the father does, Alfred do also. Whatever the father does, Alfred do also. What about you? That is your destiny. We and the father, we are inseparable. 
All this gospel that enslaved human beings on earth, I beg God to close them down this year so that the people of God can be free for the truth that God has sent to them. You are greater than what you think. You are more than what you can ever imagine. God made you. He created. He is the creator of all things. Since He created the sun, the sun has not stopped shining. No witch can stop the sun. Why should witch stop you? It's a lie of the devil. Witch don't stop nobody who is born again. Listen to me. What the Father does, the Son does also. For the Father loves the Son, He shows Him all He does. Why would the Father love the Son and show Him all He does? He says, yes, to your amazement, He will show Him even greater things than this. For, I, for just as the Father raises the dead and gives life, even the Son gives life to, the, to whom He is pleased to give it. And that son lives in you. Somebody say amen. <laughs> Hallelujah forevermore. I love the Lord. What God is going to do with you is not yet been revealed. <laughs> what you are going to become in a matter of weeks and days and months is not yet been revealed. God is going, you are the last joke of God on earth. i tell you something. When the Lord brought back the captive to Zion, we were like men who dreamed. Then it was said, among the nations, the Lord has done good things for us. And you will respond, the Lord has done great things for us, so we rejoice. You know, no one can tell me the, the source of the ocean. I'm looking for the oceanographer who can tell me, no, where the ocean comes from and where do they go. Alright? Uh-huh. I haven't seen any scientist who is so puffed up in his brain who can tell me where the treasure house of the wind is. But my Bible says, my God holds the whole ocean in his palm. <laughs> he holds the ocean in his hand like this. All the oceans in the world, he holds it in his hand like this. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. And you know something? That God lives inside you. I said that God lives inside you. Since you say yes to Jesus, guess what? I and my father, Jesus says, I what? Make a dwelling in you. That's why I wanted to serve God. You know, 90 days is over. We are going to an anniversary tomorrow. Make, up, make a New Year resolution that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Don't be a Christian in church and a non-Christian outside. Let me say, I was talking to the ushers yesterday. I know the children on the school. Teachers. You know, it's easy for someone to think that oh, we're going to teach children. It's nothing. You know, anybody can teach the children. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. Because my children, children are very vulnerable. Anyone that will teach the children must be matured in spirit. Okay? I won't let somebody who is contaminated go and give those children bad spirits. Anger, rage. And I told them, if any one of you, if I go to a party and I see you dressed half naked, I will send you away from the children forever until Jesus comes. Because I don't want that spirit of half nakedness to enter the children. Hallelujah, somebody. It does not come from God. A woman who loves to open her breast, loves to open her back and laughs outside, is not from God. Can you see a God who dressed like that? And he says, I am the Lord thy God. And you look at him. <laughs> He's dressed like, uh, hallelujah, amen, forevermore. Uh, so I told them, you want to teach my children? Any one of you who does not attend the Bible school, retired. Any one of you who does not attend Friday prayer, retired. Come to church, say prayer, say amen. God knows. 
But to raise my children, you must be like me. Because I want those children to be like me. I want them to hear God at their tender age. As Jesus appeared to me on the, at the age of 12, I want all the children to have the same encounter. It's because of the way I was raised. I'm raising them too. So anybody will teach my children, I'm going to test them in the Bible. They will do exam. If they fail, we will just send them back to class. Hallelujah, somebody. Until they pass. You can't say you are teaching children and telling them the story of Samson and, the, and Judas. And then you say that Jesus has 12 disciples. One of them is Samson. One of them is Judas. <laughs> Jesus has 12 disciples. So I think he's 13 disciples. No, I think he's 11. One of them is Samson. One of them is Elijah. One of them is Moses. I don't want that kind of stuff. Go to my kids, man. I want people who know the Bible, who are good in the scripture. They come to Bible school. They learn in the Bible school. They know the word of God. They can communicate the word of God. So the, the thing they teach my children, I'm going to take their curriculum and test them too. Am I doing well? Come on, church. Do you approve of that? Let us vote. How many say, yeah? Do you know? Because you will not see Apostle Williams who will come to your midst and he doesn't know the Bible. Then what is he doing? He's useless. A pastor doesn't know the Bible, he should be fired straight away. He should not be given a recourse to come back. Because before you become a minister, the Bible says to ordinary Christians, study to show yourself. Approve workman. Let the word of God richly dwell in you. That is to Christian, not to pastor. This book of the Lord shall not depart from your lips. To Christians, not to pastor. So when you become a pastor, he said, be thou an example. When you become a leader in the household of faith, he said, be thou an example. You cannot lead God's people when you yourself, you don't know where you're going. I think I've talked enough. So therefore, look at the book of John chapter 8, the second thing. So you learn in this verse, John, the John I've already read to you that the Father loves the Son. He shows him all things. The, father, the Son says the Father, the Son can do nothing except by the Father. In John 8, 29, it says, the one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do. What pleases Him. And what I want to get to is that number two. Do what pleases God. I beg you. Do what pleases God. Don't, don't, don't be the one that will make another man fall. I will together now. If you see brother want to fall, help him not to. And protect him. Don't broadcast it. Okay? Keep, keep, keep that as a secret. If your mouth has not been, been able to keep such secret, pray today that Father send a tailor from heaven to sew my mouth together. That's the kind of prayer we pray when I was in CAC. Send a tailor to sew. <laughs> Hallelujah. It is the idea you need. <laughs> that this my mouth. Father, zip it. Let somebody, let an angel put zip in it. So that when I want to say what I should not say, he will just push him. And my mouth can't talk. Then when I should speak what I should say, and my mouth can't talk. Listen to me. You must obey God. Don't be the stumbling block before somebody. Don't wish anybody failure. For what you sow, you get it. You sow a seed, you harvest trees. Are we together? 
Don't feel so terrible that you can't forgive somebody. Because they will kill you with diseases and sickness and infirmity that doctors cannot cure you from. Satan will set out into your body and destroy the temple. Listen to me. Do what pleases God. Attend the temple daily. Look at the book of Acts chapter 2, really, verse 42. What did they say? They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. The next verse says, Every, every, everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by what? By the apostles. The next verse says, Shall we read together? Uh huh. The next verse. Then the next one says, Am I in the cathedral? Shall we read the cathedral way? Uh-huh. How many days did they go to church? In a week, how many days did they go to church? Among them were chief executives. Among them was Luke, who was a doctor, medical practitioner. He had his own clinic. Among them were, were, was Matthew and the rest of them, you know, accountants and the zealots, the politicians. They attended the temple daily, 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 daily. They, let, they went to God's house daily because they go for their food daily. They go to their work daily and they want God to go with them daily. So they have to go to God too daily. You don't attend temple daily, you want God to be with you daily. You balance the equation. God help me. And you don't want to help God. Now when you look at the secret of the church of Acts, these guys, the Bible says they attend, they, every day they continue to meet together in the temple court, in church. They didn't have church at home. They have it in the church. Of course, they have cell groups at home. Okay? But daily they go to church. They close from their work, they run to church to pray. They close from their business, they run to church to pray. They are, if church is not open, they will stand at the gates of the church and they will pray there. That Father, I come late, the church is closed, but hear my prayer and I join my voice with the voice of people. They appreciate who God is. They don't treat God with contempt. You can't give God this sacrifice and expect God to answer you from honor. Anything less than this is a plea. How many times do you go to work in a, in a week? If your contract says you come five days, you go two days and expect salary. We should take God more serious in this end time, especially in this end time. Do you know what will happen to a people who do that? It says they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere heart. Let's see the next verse. Shall we read it together? Stop. Read it again. Stop. Read it again. That is how favor comes. The people who come to church daily. It's not by claiming it. You don't get favor by claiming it. How many people have claimed favor? I'm highly favored. I'm busted. And they bust. I'm highly favored. I'm lifted high. But they go to the ground. Because favor doesn't come because you confess it. It comes because you obey God. Can anybody... Take the key of your house because he knows you. And you give him the key, he enters your house. Now, if you give somebody a key to your house so that the person can enter your house when you are not there, there is a relationship. 
Isn't it? So is God. So is God. I want those of you listening to me on earth to join me to prove that God is faithful by serving Him the Bible way. Their voice cheap is yours if you can serve God. You don't have to ask for it. It's there. Even when you ask for it, it explodes. Do you know something that is amazing, amazing me about this? He says they enjoyed favor, they enjoyed it. It is there, so they enjoyed it. Of all the people, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. The Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I think the book of Acts chapter 4, let's look at that very quickly. Let's look at the book of Acts chapter 4 verse 30. It says, stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your son, Holy Servant. Then the next, after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Go right down through. All the believers were what? Shall we read that scripture together? All the believers, read it again. Read it again. Then what happened? Uh huh. Uh huh. Go ahead. So that's apostle. Then what about you? Go ahead. Excuse me, the apostle operated in their office and what happened to you? You two operated in grace. <laughs> when you operate in grace, what that means, let me help you. Go to the next verse. What happened to them? Stop. Read this again. Stop. Look, not all of you are reading. I want to hear this section. Read that line. That is for you. I said that is your portion. I want you guys to read it aloud for me. Because you read it, needs is taken out of your life. You see, this is what God wants the church to be. Everybody successful. We came here busted. We, 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 in a short time, we are ruling. We came here miserable. In a short time, we have direction. We are giving direction to people. Somebody is given an idea on the dream, and that idea turns into a millionaire, a multi-millionaire. This is what God has for us. Christians are not supposed to be begging for food. God, heaven is full of ideas. Some of you are running at task, looking for help and position. Stay where you are. And serve God. He will have lifted you. Look, I told you about Jephthah. In Judges 11, they sent him away from his family. When the time came, it is the nation went to beg him to come and rule over them. Is that the same God we are serving? Come on now. Let's make up our mind. I love the last two verses. Memorize it, verse 33. It talk about me. And you. With great power, Apostle William continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus as I'm doing now. Then what about you? Much grace was upon you. When I testified to the resurrection of Jesus, what does it bring to the church? Much grace. 
And that's what I'm doing to you. Don't you think the word I speak is nothing? It's happening to you. You may not feel so. It will make you be, be, be what I'm saying. Much grace. When I testify about Jesus, much grace comes upon you. Much grace, when it manifests, you will have no need. Much grace is to eradicate needs. That's the scripture, isn't it? Much grace was upon the people, then there was no needy persons among them. Much grace was upon the people, then there was no needy persons among them. I want you guys to take over the, the local council of Greenwich. I want to go and uh, uh, register with the party that wins in your ward. Just take a bunch of you, register, and vote out anybody there. Vote yourself into it. That's how they become counselor. Many of you are more brilliant than those guys who are there. But the fact is that if you don't do the way, go the way they do it, you will, you will just be here grumbling over people making laws over you. To be an MP is very easy. If majority vote that person in the area, he becomes an MP. Why can't you get together and vote on yourself to go and represent you in the parliament? Why are you just thinking, say, everybody is just doing what he likes. God deliver you from it. I say God deliver you from it. We cannot grumble that they are making laws over us. We have opportunity to appoint ourselves as lawmakers and we refuse. We read, 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 until book is afraid of us. But we did nothing with it. We did nothing with it. Those who are business people, you make money, you go and sponsor one of them to the parliament with your money. The more we take over that way, the easier the nation will become. Let me say this to you. But for that to happen, a, a godly man must be over you who testifies to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. As I'm doing. And each time I do that, it brings more grace to you. Because God will say that, yeah, what he's saying that is true and he will give you the grace. So that you can recognize that what I'm telling you is not what he wants you to be. When grace is manifest, there will be no poverty among them. So, which means that we are entering into the new week tomorrow. The Lord told me that heaven will descend upon this house tomorrow. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. Whatever you have been struggling with, he will give up tomorrow. I know that some of you will testify by tomorrow. Because God has begun to do some strange things for the past 90 days. God was setting up some people for some laugh or laughter. And to some, God has completed their laughing course. They are now just laughing. For the things they said is impossible, God has made possible. So therefore, I tell you, from tomorrow, we begin to celebrate our 26th anniversary that this church has been planted and been born on earth. Let every one of you recognize it is a covenant time with you. It was such an anniversary that Hannah went and from barrenness she gave birth to a prominent child that ruled over the nation. Somebody's destiny will be born tomorrow. Listen, therefore, we cannot pray for 90 days and when God wants to visit, we're not there. The Lord told me to anoint you for sight. God wants to give people sight to see, discernment to see to the realm of the Spirit. To stand before men and understand the thoughts of their minds. And then when you tell them what they are thinking, you know sometimes they just, you know, I was sharing something with my, with, um, who came with me in my car now? It's my daughter, Pastor Elizabeth. You know, I visited my sister in Lagos 
My sister who came last year. One day, each time I visited her in her house, a dog, one the dog she has, will run out to where and he'll be running around me. He'll be, he'll be, you know, you know, throbbing my legs with his body. Dog. So, this day I visited my sister and I was in the sitting room and then a scuffle started outside. What's the matter? You kill my dog, you kill my dog. They were going to tear the man. The dog ran to a man wiggling his tail. But you know, in Africa, dog is different thing to different people. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, they are different thing to different people. Okay? The people who don't like dog, they don't know dog. They don't see dog. Dog, if dog go to them, as far as they are concerned, it's coming to attack me. Are you with me now? So the dog was, you know, playing and rejoicing, looking for a playmate. And the man just took a big stick and hit the head of the dog and the dog died. And the dog died. The dog died. When the dog fell, alright, it was going like this. And then he pulled. And then he gone. So, my sister went wild. I wish I would have said it when she was here. She went wild. And while she was beating the man, her husband was beating, whether they are biting, who knows. People came all around. And some people also joined to beat the man. Why should you kill an innocent dog? I know that's a thing. Is he not a dog? Is he not a dog? So, I was hearing the fight. And I came out. What's going on here? The whole compound was filled with people. They said, ah, look at my dog. Look at my dog. He killed my dog. I said, sister, leave him alone. You know, my sister, so she's older than me, but she receives me as her father. Because I'm the first son. That's how it is in Africa. You better know that now. <laughs> the first son is the father. The elder sister, when you grow old, you will discover that that's your father. But when your real father has gone, that's the man that will remain with you. So, my, my sister always obey when I instruct her. I said, leave that man alone. She left the man. I said, where is the dog? And the dog was there in her pool and we and gone. And the people were going, you know, all of them were around. I said, everybody stop. <laughs> and they, they stopped. And I went to the dog and I put my hands on the dog. I said, dog, rise up in the name of Jesus. And the dog went. And the whole place scattered, and the dog got up. Some people ran away and said, That man, he rose, he raised the dead dog. He, he, he <laughs> Everybody scattered. And I told my sister that God is not only interested in raising human beings, the dog is friendly, he's a victim of circumstance. Take your dog and go. My sister was looking at me with a terrible fear. <laughs> that, who is this, my brother? <laughs> you know what I'm telling you this story? Tomorrow we bow night. Heaven will descend upon you. Let's stand up together on our feet. We're going to pray a prayer. Father, sustain us by the power of your name. The strength that we have acquired for the past 90 days, do not let it depart from us. I will begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Tell the Lord the blessing I have received for the past 90 days. Don't let it depart from me.